0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and is for the title of Greatest Podcast Ever Made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook, and from Odessa, Texas, Caleb McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet
1: World Order. Well, hello, everybody. As per usual, as expected, it is your boy, Austin Cook. Today, we are exploring a pretty legendary comic, I would say. One that I think a lot of hardcore comic fans will almost immediately recognize. And then more casual fans might be like, oh, I, I think I kind of know what this is, but may not know the entire story behind it. We are going to explore Kingdom Come. And for many of you who don't know, It's kind of incredible, so (laughs) you better buckle up and get ready because you know we're. It's hard to really talk about this like beat for beat moment for moment, as per like our usual style that we like to do. But we're gonna go over a lot in this because there's a lot of lore, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of really great story. This is a very interesting take on a lot of the superheroes that deconstructs them without completely changing who they are and that's really difficult to pull off as we've definitely like seen in the past like to varying levels of success I would say and mm-hmm. it it really kind of kickstarted it all but it, it has a lot to say in this story and I'm really excited us for us to talk about it today
0: absolutely and this uh for those that like I said for the fans that have read this before or Uh, are aware of it this comic and the part that i found the craziest is that it it was a four part it was a four issue comic book mini series which i mean granted it's part of the else world and those that don't know else world basically it's not what if but it's basically where you can tell your own story and you're not limited by whatever is currently going on in the main uh, canon story. So yeah. in other words, it's like uh, well, and the, and the best way this translates is there are certain characters you can have get killed, or you can have characters act in ways that don't they normally would never act. Mm-hmm. But it's because you're trying to tell a specific story, and so you need things to kind of bend without breaking. And right, yeah. Uh, to Austin's point, this does deconstruct a lot of stuff, but not in the way because I know. The word deconstruct has kind of become a dirty word. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure many of you when you hear that word, several examples pop in your head of it not done well and, and you done it bit. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of felt like the people doing it were being vindictive. And who knows, maybe they were. Not gonna not an argument I'm getting
1: into today. But yeah, that's not what um, we're here to talk about, but it is important to address that.
0: <laughs> yeah. This was before it became a dirty word, because this was very much a you could read this or not. But Kingdom Come has cast a shadow over comics that still felt to this day. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, heck, there's a current arc going. I haven't read it at all, and uh, maybe maybe one day I'll get around to it. But it's called like Superman and the Authority, mm-hmm. and he's wearing the Kingdom Come Superman crest. So like to this day it's still influencing like and this came out in 96. So uh, 26 years later, which is a big deal. It's kind of like how uh, the dark Knight returns or like the Jim Lee X-Men, like certain things that just kind of changes the course until the next big thing comes along. And also this is just, <laughs> I was joking with Austin. I know I'm in the 98% when I say this, But this is very much the comic that got me to just like fall in love with Alex Ross's uh, art style. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. It's a really like when you. It's hard to be like, oh, yeah, like this art style is like perfectly accessible and for everyone when you know that that's not true, because (laughs) this is a very Renaissance style. Of drawing, and it's not one that you can draw quickly. And which, which is cool. Like, you know, it's not something that's easy, easily replicated and I can admire that, but it's also throws a lot at you. Like, Oh, it does. (laughs) You really have a lot to process.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is one of those, like, I mean, it's in terms of like comics it's not super long. I think it's like 205 or something pages when it's all put together in a compilation.
1: Yeah. It's a short comic series,
0: but I remember the first time I read it, it took me like four hours to get through. And the reason is because I was having to take my time because of all the drawings
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and just how much was going on in just about every single panel.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. I I get that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So like, and like I said, I know I'm in the 98% on that because pretty much anyone who gets, who sees Alex Ross's style, they end up loving it. Or Mm -hmm. at the very least, respect it, even if it's not for them. And to your point, Austin, because, I mean, when you look at this, you can tell this takes a long time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And... This is a dense story in more ways than one.
0: Yeah. And so that's why most of the time now you see Alex Ross doing, like, covers. Or, like, uh, alternate covers for comics. Which is fine. That's great. Uh, Because he also did, like, uh, Marvels that came out in 94. Mm-hmm. which if you ever get a chance to read that you also need to read that because yeah. the in the way he uh, draws cap draws like cap iron man the x men it's it's it, like you said it's like a renaissance painting or like to me uh, as everyone kind of it's almost like universally accepted that like superheroes it it is the american mythology mm-hmm. is super is comic book heroes and this art style to me actually shows them like that like the mythological heroes they are.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think actually when you put it that way, that makes a ton of sense because like, I just thought it was a unique style, but within that context I think that actually adds a lot more weight to it too. Like you you get that entire sense of mythology just from the art style alone, not just the story being told. Like the story on display does quite a bit for itself. but oh, yeah. The art style as well is perfectly complimentary and now that you said, I'm like, wow, that's actually a pretty perfect way to put it. That I didn't even think about. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I just because because uh, before I read Kingdom Come, of course, I'd seen various like, like I said times when you'd see this style used for like a comic book cover, especially if it's like a special one, mm-hmm. like it was a, a number one of a new series or a crossover or whatever. But uh, I just never seen a whole comic that's literally nothing but this, and so it was. Yeah. Definitely, like you said, it's a lot to chew on. And that's not without even getting into the story part of it. That's just the visuals.
1: Yeah, like even that and like another, I was trying to find the right word for it, but the word I was looking for was uh, Caravaggio. Because I think that like the contrast and the deep saturated colors are really like a good kind of inspiration, like a really good blend. So like, you know, it draws from Renaissance in certain ways, but I definitely think Caravaggio was a big, big play on this so if you're out there listening and you hear me talking about Caravaggio with like American comic books that's probably the one and only time you're going to hear this often for that so oh, yeah. <laughs> keep I mean, that in mind
0: yeah and just uh, like in, in the uh, compilation I have at the very end uh, Alex Ross does talk about like some of the like actual like paintings and stuff he used as like reference points for mm-hmm. stuff he drew and like, especially like, when they go when and we will get there of like when Superman goes to Apocalypse and talks to Orion, mm-hmm. like the way Orion stands and presents himself is straight from a Renaissance painting.
1: Yeah, no, just his posture is it's so interesting because I. It just surprises me every time I read it, how much like thought and detail goes into every single aspect of it. Like I'm a big fan of like kind of the older comic book style from like the 80s like Mm -hmm. 60s through 80s where it's like very simple and like you know the new Teen Titans uh that that kind of is the vibe that I get from like a lot of like comics where I'm like that's the one that I like I like the most because it's super easy for storytelling it's super consistent and I love like the deep saturated warmth of the colors whereas like this there's a lot more contrast and like attention to detail on the faces and like it's a completely different emotion that gets invoked. And it really just kind of blew me away.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, like I said, we could wax poetically about the art style forever because it's just- I will. And also just how, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we will. I mean, we'll continue as, even as we cover the story, but like, uh especially with a name like Kingdom Come, uh, a lot of the, like, there, like I said, the collection I have, there's like a little bit of a prologue where a guy talks about it Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, it, they kind of treat superheroes. Like they put it almost like on a biblical scale Mm -hmm. because they're trying to avoid Armageddon or at least like the superhero version of Armageddon. Yes. And, uh, and it starts off with, uh,
2: a man named, uh, I just saw, saw,
0: saw Wesley Dodds, mm-hmm. who is basically on his deathbed and he's having crazy visions about the world. Like, basically, the world being consumed in like fire and then the seven voices. And if you already know comics, you have a pretty good idea who that's already re- referencing. Like, gee, and, I wonder uh, where
1: this is coming from.
0: <laughs> right. But uh, if you're not, it's a pleasant surprise because the story does just eventually go here. Yeah. And, um, and uh, his pastor, which is a uh, Norman McKay, uh, is basically trying to like, hey, look, you're just, look, you're, you're, he's basically saying like, hey, it's, it, you're just having bad episodes. Like, let the doctors help you. And Wesley's like, no, this is gonna come to pass. Some, like, I'm about to die. He goes, and he was even like, I'm the lucky one. I'm about to die. You guys have to deal with it.
1: He's like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, and so guys. he's like.
0: I know. Right. But he's very much trying to be like trying to get the point across of Like, since I can't do it, you, someone needs to like try to prevent this. Mm -hmm. And of course then Norman, as most of us would, if you see someone special on their deathbed, you kind of take that, like you, you, you kind of like acknowledge it to comfort them, but then you're like, no. And um, (laughs) (laughs) well, not to be mean, it's just like, he was very much like comforting him. But then as soon as he's like, there's no way this guy's right. And, uh,
1: yeah, he's like, shh, shh. let's get you into bed. Let's get you-
0: <laughs> yeah. And of course, then you find out he does pass away. And, uh, and they're talking about like, how different the world is, and you don't know why yet. And that's the thing I like that this you're not given exposition until it makes sense. Like, you're just thrown into the world and you just kind of have to absorb what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because you find out, I'm starting to think the Incredibles movie took from Kingdom Come because you're in a world where people hate superheroes.
1: Yeah. They're all well, They're they're petrified of them. It, it's not so much a hate thing as it is like pure fear.
0: Yeah, because they were doing censoring and like or like censors and like trying to contain them, and they're showing like the heroes you see. And if you don't recognize any of them, that's fine. A lot of these people are just made for this. And mm-hmm. uh, but and also, and we'll get to it. They make some deep cut references with some of them, but um, uh, you notice they're very uh. Reckless. They don't care who dies in their little, they're not even fighting good or evil. They're just kind of, it's almost like a mafia turf war.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great way to put it, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and of course, and then they go to the, what was it called? Uh, the Krypton cafe, whatever thing where they're all dressed up as superheroes. And there's a part of me going, why has Warner brothers never made this? Mm-hmm. It would be hilarious.
2: And, uh, yeah, and
0: you find out, and because they, they talk about like human achievements not seen as a good thing anymore, mm-hmm. because everyone like you to your point, Austin, they're so petrified of the, well, in quotes, heroes who are just as bad as the villains,
2: and uh, he,
0: McKay, who is a pastor, like his face's been essentially shattered. He can't. He doesn't know what to believe in anymore. He's like, because what can I tell you when? A random person can pull a Homelander and just, you know, laser your head off. What am I supposed to tell you?
1: Yeah. What, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to believe when, like, essentially the apocalypse is nigh at this point? Absolutely. And he's also um, a POV through the, the entire story. Like, we see everything through him. Yeah.
0: Which, when you're dealing, especially with this many heroes, because as I joked with Austin before we recorded... It's almost like they made a joke of like, so how many heroes do you want to put in this story? Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> Everything you got, Captain.
0: <laughs> Basically. And so, like, you do, if you're going to do that, because this is very much a Superman story, mm-hmm. but having the human POV to kind of be the everyman is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, well, they reference this thing that happens in Kansas. But you don't. But they don't tell you just what yet.
1: And when you find out, it's like,
0: oh my gosh! Can I say? (laughs) Go
1: for it. So, Magog, like Magog, is this? He he's basically like the rising superhero. I use superhero in quotations. I know you can't see me doing that, but big quotations around superhero. He has no problem killing people and he basically led this attack on Parasite, who, if you're a comic person, you know about Parasite. Parasite is very scary. And... But he, he commits
0: overkill with how he does it. He showed, he does the equivalent of, like... It'd be like if all, every single X-Men member ever showed up to fight
1: Toad. Yeah.
0: Overkill at that point.
1: Yeah, you, you didn't need to do it. And... It led to Captain Adam getting torn open by parasite. And if anyone knows anything about Captain Adam as well, oh boy, Mm -hmm. it basically eliminated almost all of like the American Midwest. So, like, everything you imagine is the Midwest from like Kansas all the way to like Ohio, like, basically destroyed for the most part. And they even
0: said one million people died.
1: Yeah. And that's. Oof. And it not, not only that, but like just that's the initial last part of it. It also killed the food production because that's where a lot of the food is. Like, you're in the heartland of America, you have farms, you have dairy production, mm-hmm. you have wheat, you have all of those things that basically just got eliminated. And yeah,
0: now there's food shortages, and and like it's not that it's, a, it's just not that it destroyed it, it made it unusable.
1: Yeah, it's like Chernobyl basically.
0: Yeah. On a grand, on a much lo- on a huge scale, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so that happens, and to the point of like with the art, when you see the pain in everyone's faces when they look up and just go, "Oh my god," and you can see it on their face, there's no speech bubbles, but you can tell that's the exact like face they have. They have that, "Dear God, what have we done?"
1: Yeah, like
0: the oops, <laughs> yeah, and like. And of course, and this is the part where it shows like McKay trying to preach something of hope and he just can't. Mm -hmm. And now he's realizing he is now haunted by the same visions that Wesley had.
1: Yeah. And, uh, difference being though, he has someone to help him get through all of this.
0: Oh yeah. One of the scariest characters in DC and that is
1: the specter. For those that don't know, yeah, (laughs) for those who don't don't know, (laughs) the specter, like, I'll I'll let you go into more detail, but like, there's nothing you can do to stop the specter, like, yeah, he's everywhere all at once. Like, there's a saying that we have here called dark side is where Mm -hmm. like he's literally everywhere all at once, and like a lot of the dark sides you see in most mediums are just avatars, like, just fractions of his true ability to just be in existence and the specter is pretty close to that. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, cause he, he's, he's unkillable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, well, cause he's literally like, as they put it, he's like, <laughs> as uh he finds out later, cause uh, McKay's like, oh, it's like, he's like, he's an angel. And later on he finds out, like, yeah, he is an angel. He's the angel of death. He shows up when punishment is needed. And like you said. And you might think to yourself, "Oh, it's like Ghost Rider." No, no, no. It's a little different. <laughs> I'm gonna correct you on that one. <laughs> you might be able to uh, lodge. You might be able to make a case for yourself to get Ghost Rider to leave you alone. There is no getting Specter off of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he only shows up when there's something to, uh, when there's punishment that needs to be done. So great evil's about to happen. Yeah. And he tells McKay, I need you to guide me. And McKay's like, why me? He's like, because I can't. I need someone of good moral character that can like help point out who deserves the punishment. And McKay's like, well, when will I know? And Spectre's basically like, oh, I'll let you know when the punishment's time, and then you just tell me who to go after. <laughs> and... uh which is like, wow, you just basically like you were just given a death star laser.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, what do I do with this? Do yeah, I use and, it? Can, yeah. I it? <laughs> Can I eat it? <laughs> and
0: it's, and McKay is understandably freaked out. And, and the cool thing they do as well as like Spectre, like, cause the story of Kingdom Come takes place over months. Yeah. And because you're with Spectre who is outside of time, he can help get McKay through it all. And and for us, the audience, it helps keep the pace moving, which is nice. Yeah. And um
1: it they the way they structured this entire story, I was so thankful because I was like, oh please don't draw this out too far. Not that I, I wasn't enjoying it, but man oh man. Like there's only so much of like a long drawn out story, especially with one this thematically like intense that mm-hmm. I think I can take and they paced it pretty perfectly i've got to say so i'm oh yeah i, I think that worked out really really well cuz it it just was brisk it moved
0: oh yeah and of course and the form the first thing i go to is cuz you know mckay was like wait but all the old heroes they didn't just die where mm-hmm. are they they could fix this and that's when you go over to the farm where you see old man superman and uh in a very defeated state which is very uncharacteristic of him
1: yeah that doesn't sound like
0: superman at all exactly and the thing is they don't explain until later once you find out why you're like i understand but and then they just want i think they, it's that whole like hook you in of you're confused good keep reading and um and of course he's just farming and in like a self-isolation and Wonder Woman shows up trying to tell him, like, hey, uh, the world needs you. And he's like, no, it doesn't. They clearly made their choice of who they wanted, and it's not me. And uh, then she shows him, like, what happened in Kansas, and that immediately gets Superman uh, to jump into action. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: He's Which, ready to go. He's yeah. It took him a I mean, second, also, but he's ready now. <laughs> Well, that's also
0: his home state. So that means he knows Smallville no longer exists. Yeah. And things like that. I mean, that's what I love about the stories. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, if you just know the character, it adds depth to it. But if you don't know, it doesn't take anything away.
1: Right. There's and, enough there to get an idea. But it, if you already are, you're like, cool, I'm not being, you know, told things I already have been aware of forever.
0: Yeah. And... Because he found out his self isolation. It was even, it's almost like a, I mean, not the danger room, but kind of a simulation sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, when McKay sees this, and, th- and I jumped ahead a little bit Superman doesn't show until later, but like, McKay's like, wait, what? Superman's defeat? Where are all the other heroes then? And it's like, well, Green Lantern, and one of the coolest iterations I've ever seen Hal Jordan in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Literally, mate. Literally made himself an emerald city to just keep watching. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it looks amazing. Uh, you found out the flash, and I love how he's drawn to where it's like he's never standing still, he's always moving. Mm-hmm. And you find out he's just constantly running in his city. No one knows where he
2: is, they just know he's there. And, uh,
0: I think I never tell you because based on his outfit, I was like, "Wait, is that OG Flash or is this Barry Allen?" But they don't ever tell you. Yeah, and uh,
1: it, and it's also not super super important to the story no. as it's being told.
0: Oh, I know. So it's because when I see the hat, I immediately and that's fine because I like that Flash. He's cool too. Mm-hmm. And um, and my favorite is like, wait, and you find out like, uh, you find out later, a lot's going on in Wonder Woman's world as well. And uh, I love when McKay just looks at Spectre and goes, Where's Batman? And he goes, And he, he just shows them Gotham City, how they're like basically under martial law with all the like scary. They remind me of the big robots from Robocop,
1: just mm. bat themed. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and even Spectre goes, Gotham's under control. And, uh,. He like, Batman doesn't need help. He's fine. And uh, uh, Superman shows up when a bunch of villains were about to just basically start shooting at a bunch of people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Superman shows up in the only way Superman knows how to, and that's where he immediately solves the situation because who's going to stop him? Nobody. <laughs> and, uh, one of the big things they really allude to with the story is that, like, Superman is the unquestioned leader, Mm -hmm. whatever he does, the others do. Yeah. And so when he went into isolation, so did the
2: rest of them. And when he showed back up, the
0: rest of them showed up. And, uh, basically Superman was saying, I've been gone, you know, we've been gone for 10 years and we're going to start fixing this. Mm hmm. Basically, telling all, getting all the anti-hero or anti-villains. Let's be real, to get them to either be to get to be heroic or to step down and stop doing, like basically stop being terrible people. And sounds great at first, until he goes to try to talk to Bruce, and Batman's looking at him, going, uh, "Your plan is full of crap."
1: Yeah, no, this isn't gonna work, my guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you've been gone for a long time. Like the world's very different now. People, and that's one of the other themes of this. It's like, you have that, like, since, you know, Superman was made in the forties and the fifties, like that, like very, like the good guys always win and save the day versus like the gritty, like, well, you know, sometimes morality's in the gray and so there's bumping up against that and not doing a good job. And, uh, Batman loves living in that ro- in that realm, so he's at home, and uh, so he tells me, he's like, "I'm just going to keep watch over Gotham." And of course, Superman's like, "Cool, the martial law that you turned Gotham into, cool." <laughs>
1: and, yeah, great, great uh, plan. <laughs> and
0: that's the other thing I like about this: everyone thinks they're correct, but they are—they're messed up in one way or the other.
1: Yeah, it's nothing can ever be perfect. I will say that. And I, I think that this story really encaptures that like no matter what your intentions are, or no matter how much you've thought this through, or how much you think it's gonna work perfectly, that can't always be the case. Like life just doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah. It's like people are complicated. They're they're gonna find ways to no matter how airtight you think something is, people are gonna find a way to exploit it.
1: Exactly. And it's sad, but it's it's just a part of life.
0: Yeah. And the thing I like about with this version, this takes as is, old man, Bruce Wayne, and obviously Batman Beyond wasn't a thing yet. So the little like exoskeleton he's having to wear mm-hmm. because his body is so broken down. Yeah. I, I'm like, well, that's realistic. Cause he's just a guy like, and he's put his body through hell. So like, yeah. it should be breaking down like that.
1: Yeah, that is the natural thing to happen when your body gets put through what Batman goes through. On a pretty much daily basis,
0: (laughs) just about, yeah. And of course, so you see, like all this happening of like, you know, Superman's view on things and Wonder Woman whispering in his ear of like how to do things because that's the thing. Like her, she's gotten kind of, uh, I don't know, cynical's the right word, but definitely more like, we tried the nice way. Now we're going to do it. The brutal way, the not nice way we should say, yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like in Castlevania when they had that moment of like, when they found out the judge guy was a terrible person and Trevor's like, now we're gonna do things my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's how Wonder Woman is and she's whispering in Superman's ear to do it her way, which is the way she wants to do things, which is flawed and she acknowledges it later. It's like very against and Superman the whole time is just like, this isn't how you do things.
1: And it's like well maybe to you but that's why we're all like that's what makes a lot of these heroes so different it's like they all want the same thing but how you get there is a little bit more complicated
0: yeah and they even talk about that like superman and batman because remember mckay was like you're telling me these two were like the world's finest and i love how they drop little things like that Mm -hmm. it's it's a way to do it without being cheesy but it's like so you're telling me these two were like the world's finest and even the specter's like well great minds can have very different philosophies
1: yeah and, your heroes aren't always perfect
0: and uh that and also just like and later on when Superman looks at Clark looks at Bruce and tells him hey the one thing that connected us is we don't believe in the loss of human life Yeah, and that there's no there, there is never a good reason to kill and that's despite how different the two of us are on everything else. That's the one thing that connects
1: us. They won't ever say that to Wonder Woman, though.
0: <laughs> oh no, no! Wonder Woman is just like, give me a reason.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step up, if you dare.
0: <laughs> it's like if you start this fight, I will one hundred percent end it permanently.
3: <laughs> and uh,
0: <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, it's good stuff. Oh yeah, but. <laughs> But to your point, like we were saying earlier, like when the explosion in Kansas happened, there's a character that when this came out in 96, I don't know how many, I mean, diehards would recognize him. All of us would recognize him now. Thanks to HBO. Peacemaker was there.
1: The man, our boy shows up.
0: Which doesn't shock me to know that he was part of the more brutal, ruthless superhero.
1: It was in character. I'll, I'll, we'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, but and then he dies because he can't out. He's just a dude with guns. He cannot outrun a nuke.
1: Yeah, well, and, uh, no one can. That, nope. <laughs> that is mean, not how nuclear you, weapons work.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, it's like unless you have the speed force, you can't. And um,
1: yeah, and, and even then, you're still gonna feel the side effects. Like you can run, but you can't run forever. Especially absolutely. from something like nuclear warfare and like nuclear weapons. It's just so like. It's pretty damn permanent. And, oh, yeah. and the, yeah, the way they explore it in this is very um,
0: bad. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean as it should, because it's like, yeah, but, um, so you have all these things butting against each other and then you find out something because takes McKay to, uh, he's like, we have to go wallow and sin for a little bit. It's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, ah, Luther, I get that now. And, uh, oh. <laughs> and he find out I did like, I, I don't, when I say like, doesn't mean I like when villains are villainous, mm-hmm. like they should be. Cause like when the woman got Vandal Savage coffee and he got mad at her and actually snapped her neck, he's like, eh, old habits. And oh, uh,
1: oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh,
0: <laughs> and Luther sees what happens. He's like, I liked her. <laughs> And, and, hey, uh, why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's not even mad that she's dead. It's just mad like, well, now I'm getting another one.
1: It, and, uh, it's like the, you shot me from Pirates of the Caribbean, where he's like, you shot me. <laughs> like, just more <laughs> disappointed, like, really?
0: I know, of course, I love how Vandal's like, what are you going to do, kill me? <laughs> and, uh, so you have like, kind of the Legion of Doom, but not really. But they call themselves the Mankind Liberation Front. And it has, uh, as we already mentioned, Luther, Vandal Savage, uh, Catwoman. And uh, this is before Damian Wayne became a thing. So I'm going to say Ibn, Ibn, who's the son of Rachel, who is uh, the successor to Rachel Gould. He's the son of uh, Bruce and Talia. And uh, because this is before Damian Wayne was real. And what shocked me too was like Catwoman and Riddler was there too. Yeah, so I'm like that. I was like, nice to see. <laughs> I don't know, me personally, I'm like, I'm always a fan when Riddler gets the respect he deserves to be on a council like that because he he is smart enough.
1: Which, and, uh, if you've seen the Batman, you can probably be like, I think he started to get the credit that I think a lot of people was hoping he would get.
0: Yeah, and well, I did like too that. Him and Luther do not get along because that's two big egos that are convinced they're smarter than everyone else Right in the same room.
1: Immediately, just, nope, not going to work. Not going to happen.
0: Yeah, like, you're only here because uh, Catwoman recommended you.
1: Yeah. You literally had one reference. That's it. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> and, uh,
0: you find out from them they're basically pushing the world along to get worse. And they're because like they've been arming all the brutal heroes and villains, and they've been delaying medical attention to people that were that have been harmed. And of course, Riddler's like, "What? What? I thought we were helping humanity." And Luther's like, "We are. We gotta make humans hate superheroes so much that they'll fight back against them."
1: And then. Will come in and essentially become superheroes. It's like, but that it defeats the purpose. You're like, well, but it's just one thing for another. This is so. It's so.
0: (sighs) I know, and that's actually what makes those two villains different. Riddler always has to be logical. Luther doesn't care as
1: long as he wins. Luther's just like, I want monies. Is basically I want
0: (laughs) want and I want power and I want to be able to dance on Superman's grave. Mm -hmm. And. If I can get those three things, I'm happy. And uh, what
1: more do I need in life? And well, yeah. I mean, if you're Lex Luther, maybe your father's approval. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with his upbringing, yeah, that, that he never had it. But uh,
1: a hug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, like, so you're you're seeing that the the reason world continues to get worse is, and like that that's again, it's very in character of Luther playing from the back of Luther assembling a bunch of villains who are known for pulling strings in the background. Mm-hmm. And then you see someone walk in that is basically to use the line from the dark night. "You always have to have an ace in the hole and you see Luther's ace in the hole. And it's your I'll boy. Go ahead and say, <laughs> you go ahead. It's Billy Batson. It's, I mean, this is before I started calling him just Shazam because Marvel and DC were still in their staring contest to see who would blink first. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) uh, so he was still called Captain Marvel at the time.
2: And he walks in and immediately you're just
0: like, hold on. This doesn't make sense. Why would he, the biggest Superman fan of them all be with Luther?
2: And you find out why, because Luther's an
0: evil words I can't say on this podcast.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of, uh, there's interesting thoughts about like propaganda and brainwashing in this as well too. Like it's, it's very relevant throughout this entire story. And mm -hmm. it does kind of make sense that it would be Billy Batson because he was always the youngest and more impressionable of all the heroes that had come around.
0: And I even say later, because with my, with what I was reading at the end, they kind of gave you like a quick little synopsis of each of like the main players in this story. Mm-hmm. And the one for Captain Marvel, it did say like Billy took Superman leaving. He took it the hardest. Yeah. And he said Shazam one last time, turned back into a kid and then just repressed being a superhero to where it kind of created almost like a split personality. Mm-hmm. And you found out when Luther found that out, He did what Luther would always do in that situation. He exploits the crap out of it.
1: And Luther doing that? No, no, that's not in character at all.
0: (laughs) Well, the, the links he goes to, I'm just like, Oh, this might be beyond normally what you would do. Like you're you're, like, he was hitting points where I'm like, I think even Amanda Waller would tell you to tone it down
1: a touch. Whoa, man. Whoa.
0: (laughs) Not even, not even I do that.
1: Yeah. Because oh, it's funny.
0: He's given him the uh, Clock Orange treatment of forcing him to see these horrible images as he's putting these little like worms in his in his ears mm-hmm. and making him like believe superheroes are the absolute worst and keeping him basically almost like the way Batman explains it later. It's like a chemically induced schizophrenia.
1: Yeah, that's sad. That's depressing.
0: Oh, it's it's incredibly depressing. That's why Batman immediately had like, later on, like, immediately was trying to like reach out to him because he's like, he's like Billy. I understand what it's like to be fighting with, within your own head. Listen to me, and uh, yeah, Luther's going the extra mile to be bad. Yeah, because uh, uh he discover as you discover Superman since he's older now, he's been exposed to the sun so much, kryptonite doesn't quite work on him like it used to.
1: Hmm. So, yeah. He, he's sort of just like, ugh, kryptonite again. It's yeah. <laughs> like he's like disappointed. He's like, oh no, stop, don't do that. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. So Luther, if nothing else, being the persistent sob he is, makes up a new plan. And that's, I'm going to use Captain Marvel because Superman's susceptible to magic. And well, magic is all Captain Marvel does.
1: Yeah, he literally is the embodiment of magic, essentially in this world.
0: So yeah, he becomes Luther's new uh, kryptonite bullet, and uh, so yeah, you have all these factions. Like, I just want to explain that because, like, that's why there's all this like tension going on, and you feel it as you turn each page. Of like, there's just tension mounting, because like when the Justice League is first reformed, McKay is like, "Oh, the apocalypse has been averted," because this is what we needed, right? And then he kept the vision started getting worse. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? What? And Spectre's like, tells him like Superman's going to be one of the key players in the apocalypse. And McKay's like, what is going to happen? Oops.
1: (laughs) It's the only, well, that didn't help at all.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It kind of reminds me of like in Black Night when they, all the lantern rings blast, uh, I can't, uh, the villain thinking that would work and it just powers them up mm-hmm. and you're like, "Uh Oh
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh, uh, that's, that's not what I intended at all.
0: <laughs> this just got so much worse.
1: Oh boy. But, um, I really haven't helped. Have I? <laughs> it's like the big, Yeah, I was like, I just,
0: i going to go home now since I made things worse. But, yeah, um, So I'm
1: going to go, <laughs> you guys have fun sorting out the apocalypse without me.
0: So, One of the things you notice in this comic as well is that Superman does not like to be called Clark. He prefers you call him Cal. Not just prefer, he'll be like, call me Cal, do not call me Clark. Which at first you're like, that's confusing, but then later on it makes sense. Yeah. And they're discovering, uh, well, when you've been gone for 10 years, you can't just undo 10 years of backsliding in a day. Mm -hmm. Shocker, I know.
1: Yeah. Wow. And, uh, problems don't fix themselves overnight. That's so strange.
0: Yeah. It's like trying to get someone who's like just, it's like trying to get like an alcoholic to just, drink, to be like, hey, just quick drink. Just stop drinking, Five Head. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm now cured. <laughs> it's, like,
1: <laughs> it's like the anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I'm having an anxiety attack. And someone's like, well, d- don't be anxious. You're like, oh my gosh, wow, that fixed everything. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs>
0: I'm cured. Thank you, Miracle Worker. Wow! <laughs> well, <laughs> but, uh, so when they run into that, one Woman immediately is like, well, we need to make a prison. If they're not going to work with us, then, uh, they lose their freedom. And Superman's like, hold on, what? No. <laughs> and, uh...
1: Everyone knows that prison solves every single problem.
0: Yes. I mean, and it's not even... <laughs> Well, I couldn't even say without laughing. Even, I know, but it's, like, it's not even just that. It's just like Superman's just like, this is not, they're not even going to know why we threw them in there. It's all, it's just going to make him angrier.
1: Yeah. And um, the confusion of like, why am I here? Like,
0: yeah. Cause they're not, they don't think they're the bad. They don't think they're the bad guys. And now suddenly we're telling them they are, they're going to need more proof than that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you throw them in there and make them angry, they're not going to care what you show to them. Cause they're just going to be mad.
0: Exactly. And let's show a moment because he finds out and, uh, I alluded to, when we first started, he goes to apocalypse, which at first I was like, Oh no, <laughs> yeah. we're about to get the, we're about to get dark side solutions. Those. That that's never good.
1: Never. And, uh, when has that ever been a good thing? Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and I was like, dark side solution. be kill them all and start over. It's like, but that'll take hundreds of years. I've got time.
1: It's like uh, I'm literally dark side. Like
0: <laughs> but, uh, you get there and it's Orion. And you're like, oh. Okay, cool. And uh, which because I mean, if you don't know the whole history there, just quick Google search, you'll it's all good. Uh because uh he runs into and talks to Orion and Mr. Miracle and all of them. And uh there's a great moment talking about the theming where Superman goes to Orion because he's like, "Hey, you overthrew your father." He's like, "Stepfather's like, whatever." Um, Tomato. Long history. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's not get into details here. Long history. Um, <laughs> all father, all father being a bad person. But anyway, um, he's like, "Well, you overthrew your, you overthrew Darkseid," and and he kind of looked around. And was like, Why is Apocalypse essentially the same? He's like. He, and even Orion's like, look, I thought if I overthrow him, the people would just embrace freedom. But, he goes, but they found it just as suffocating as fascism.
1: Yeah. It, it's like the, the thing where Dark uh were like his slaves basically. Like after yeah, Superman they defeated him and they, ca- they carried him and they're like helping him and they're like, stop. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, that's all they know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's why even Darkseid, when he told Superman, he's like, to you, I'm a tyrant. To these people, I am their god.
1: Yeah. I'm all and they
0: know. Yeah. And so Orion, he's like, they immediately told Orion to lead them, and he's like, we've gained nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Of course, and he is trying to make it better. I mean, to his credit. But then again, that's also a bar that's like literally below ground. So yeah.
1: The, the and, bar uh, is in hell at that point. That- <laughs> quite literally.
0: And um. Uh, what he's trying to get across to Superman is that people aren't going to react the way you think they will even if you're trying to literally give them the solution that you know they would like in the long run Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to react to it the way you think and they may reject it even if it is the better of two options yeah and Superman's just like very like well I because the whole time he's also kind of driven by guilt that he yeah. was gone for so long and the world was, he allowed the world to get as bad as it did. Yeah. So he's very much driven by guilt of like, well, I have to try something.
1: This is somehow my fault. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he goes and talks to Mr. Miracle to basically create, wow, there's a lot of clockwork orange parallels here <laughs> for the polygrams and the prison yeah. trying to tell them to
1: get better. <laughs> a very clear influence. I would say.
0: Yeah, I was like, yeah. And of course, and the to his credit, if you're going to make a prison, having Mr. Miracle be the architect behind it is a smart move. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you ain't breaking out of it. Where are you going to go? <laughs> like, I, I mean, obviously, this is a serious story, but you almost could have had a comedic moment where someone breaks out into just a smaller prison.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> like, not even in rage, just like oh.
0: <laughs> I should have seen this coming, considering who the architect is. But, um,
1: oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. This is where uh what happens with Captain Comet.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah,
1: yeah. That was Go ahead. that was a bummer. Well, they um they basically had like a riot because they're just being kept in there, and oh yeah, they like they just broke out, and well. Well, they didn't they fully out. break out, but
0: yeah, well, it was getting worse and worse and they're having to send more heroes down there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, because the whole thing is once Luther discovered and they literally call it the gulag Yeah. and yeah, good start. <laughs> I know. Right. It's like Superman, my dude, are you, sh- I was, sitting there was like, is this actually red sun? And no one told me, but, um,
1: <laughs> like the and, one uh, part that they, they took from red sun.
0: Yeah. But, uh, the thing is, too, is things continue to get worse. One of the things, okay, to the, I just was like, we'll put a pin in the riot because we have to get back because that leads to the big climax. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a really sad moment where you see the wizard Shazam trying to plead with the other like cosmic deities to help Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm trying to get through to him, but nothing's working. And you see even Spectre gets mad at them.
1: Yeah. And if you can get Spectre mad. Yeah,
0: dude normally doesn't show emotion.
1: Big dog. He's very
0: much, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) uh, But, um, of course, as Batman is obviously against everything happening, he has his own little force. Like I said, makes really good allies, like Ed Cord, the OG Blue Beetle, Dr. Fate, which I'm like, wow.
1: (laughs) That's almost Uh, all you need. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, right? I'm like,
0: how do you not just win? It's Doctor Fate, but yeah. um, a little uh, bit
1: more complicated than that. But oh yeah, on the yes. surface, you're like, I mean, so that's it, like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, of course Green Arrow, which I always like that they keep Green Arrow consistent, where he's just like, dude, I don't care if it's for the greater good. I'm against fascism, yeah, in any form. Not
1: having it, he's a simple man.
0: Yeah. Because he always looks out for the little guy, mm. I love they keep that about him.
1: Yeah, well, and, that, that's uh, probably one of the best things about Green Arrow. The whole, well, uh, I, also the whole Robin Hood kind of.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> like and that's especially when he's his full cheesy self, he's making like little jokes that only he laughs at. And right.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm Green Arrow.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in the Justice League cartoon, when he was singing his own theme song. <laughs> Oh, that always cracks me up. But um, oh,
1: it's the little things.
0: Uh my favorite two and they're all talking with Batman and they're like so I was like, Batman, do you have a plan? And Green I was like, What are you new here? <laughs> and uh
1: rookie question. Next
0: <laughs> It's like next it's like, Batman always has a plan. And uh when things continue to escalate, Batman pulls a move that Kind of takes everybody off court. Oh, and the other thing is everyone knows Batman's identity mm-hmm. because it got revealed to the world and you see the mansion's been destroyed because uh, Bane and Two-Face paid Batman a visit after finding out he's Bruce Wayne.
1: They were not particularly pleased.
0: <laughs> Which I'm like, I could see those two villains being the one to be like, we're going to wreck shop now.
1: <laughs> now I'm thinking of that Harley Quinn episode where like Two-Face and Bane were like semi-working together and right. Bane got super mad, and he's like, I was raised in hell, I demand <laughs> respect!
0: <laughs> no, you're right, and um, that's why Bruce just stays in the Batcave now, but he goes and joins up with Luther, which, I love Luther's line: he going, Luther's line, he's like, look, if all it took was us having a common enemy for us to be together as allies, I would have invented one years ago.
1: Yeah. But it I was like, literally I hate took how the apocalypse. Yeah. It literally took the apocalypse.
0: Yeah. But of course, it's Batman. So, you know, there's always an ulterior motive.
1: Yeah. No, and he's, um, he's got something planned.
0: Yeah. And my favorite is uh, Batman's like, he's looking at Lex. He's like, you're not going to double cross me, are you? And Lex's like, no, of course not.
1: No. Me? What? No. <laughs> I, I immediately hear the uh, Mark Wahlberg. What?
0: Yes. No. <laughs> Basically, it's not if, it's when, and um, and how many times, right? But um, see, so have all these things is bubbling to the surface, and as Spectre is kind of starting to yell at, oh wait, there's that really, because when Bruce sees Captain Marvel, because he's been gone for so long, and it's that thing of like, uh. Sometimes you forget people's faces when you don't see them for a long time. So everyone kind of saw him and Batman had, cause it's Batman had his, uh, uh, thoughts that he's like, wait, are you who I think you are? And there's a really sad moment when you find out what happened to Martian manhunter. Ugh. And also one of the reasons when people wonder why Batman has been such an endearing hero when you see the gentleness and the kindness he shows Jean, I'm like, this is why Batman's as good as he is mm-hmm. because the whole time John's like, I can, cause Spectre tells McKay, he's like, he opened his mind up to literally the entire world and it mentally broke him. Yeah. And, uh, so he's like, I can, I can help. And, and Bruce is literally like John, you've done enough. We literally could not have done this without you. Please just
1: get some rest. Also, you and wouldn't really be able to do much right now. So we appreciate the thought, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's basically what he like, I mean, he's saying it in like in the kindest way possible. And I'm like that to me, that like Batman knowing how to handle different scenarios is what makes him great. Yeah. And, um, cause he knows to be very gentle with Jean, cause, uh, he needs to be. And also, because I know he probably feels bad because he's like, oh, I'm sure knowing how Batman's brain works, it's like he probably blames himself for Jean making that mistake.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of guilt present in this.
0: Yeah, so he's like, no, it's like, don't push yourself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but when Spectre's yelling at, uh, the other cosmic entities, which is bold, uh, <laughs> a deep cut of dead man shows up. Ooh. If you don't know who he is, just go Google that.
1: <laughs> Which, I, we won't even say anything. Just, just go take a little look.
0: And it has that quick moment of comedy mm-hmm. when McKay's like, wait, you can see me. He goes, yeah, I don't even have eyes. Weird, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: bizarre. <laughs> oh yeah. We, I think we forgot about um, the flash basically oh like, my gosh. pulling McKay out of like the specter portal. Like, what are you doing here? And he's just like,
0: uh, you can see me <laughs> like, Oh uh, yeah. Like that moment still like, just like that. Oh, Cause yeah. it's like a reminder. This stories like this is a great reminder of like how powerful these heroes are because mm-hmm. like flash can move so fast. He can go into different dimensions if he wants to. And so because he in kingdom come, he's always moving. That's why he's always a blur. Uh, Like, yeah, he sees McKay and just like clotheslines him into reality Mm -hmm. and almost gets his head knocked off by Power Girl. That was a little scary.
1: Yeah. I was like, uh, this man just showed up and he's like, wait, what? Like (laughs) with everyone, like looking down, staring at him and he's like, uh, hey guys, (laughs) basically it's me. (laughs)
0: Luckily, the good news is no one ever tries to usurp Superman. So when he steps in, he goes, "Let me talk to him." And I was like, "Okay, okay, and, you're right, uh, <laughs> yes." <laughs> and he tries to plead his case of like, "Like, and dude, if you're having people that could literally kill you without a second thought, like I would have, you know, difficulty speaking too." And uh, he's trying to like tell him like the apocalypse is coming, and are like, "No, we're trying to prevent it," and. Uh, McKay gets back, like Spectre gets back a hold of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's when Deadman was talking to him. And he explains to him, he's like, Look, Spectre's an angel of death. When he gets involved, people die. Yeah. And so.
1: It's never a good omen.
0: Yeah. It means things just got. Things have to get really bad for him to get involved.
1: Right. It, it's and, uh, world ending, like bare minimum.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the best part is the pastor's just like he's like, Well, I really didn't believe I didn't think even this was real. And Deadman goes, What? Aren't you a pastor? He goes, Well, face kind of been shattered. He goes, Oh, well, you know. He goes, Cliff Notes. Everything is real. The big G, he's real. So uh peace. And I love the line where he goes, and when you die, look me up.
1: Yeah. Boston <laughs> Brand. Don't forget the name. What a great name. Just <laughs> 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 just but, a great uh, little name. I I I can work with that. I, I could roll yeah. with that. Boston brand. Yeah. Like, come on. And
0: like I said, just just a deep cut of using Deadman Man of all people. Yeah. And uh, but it's a great way to like, because who else is going to tell McKay that Specter is a uh an angel of death? Because mm-hmm. no one else is going to tell him that Specter wasn't going to tell him, and um. That's when he also found out Spectre used to be human. But he's kind of lost himself. In a similar way of like... It's a theme. You have a bunch of people who have lost... Who have taken one aspect of themselves and turned it up to 15. Yeah. And Spectre is no exception. Because he used to go back... He goes back and forth between being human and being the Spectre. And now he's just basically always in costume. And... Uh, so I just want to like... <laughs> Like all the things that are bubbling up because you found out and the whole time people were like what do you think human beings are going to do when they realize they're the weak party in a kaiju battle run <laughs> <laughs> yeah or as you discover they have nukes specifically made for superheroes
1: ah the good stuff and uh Which they, they send three of them right and like Batman and so like basically like the gulag gets like it gets destroyed and all the anti-villains essentially get out and are trying to like
0: they're Fight basically their way out
1: yeah they're going to war with like the justice league and any hero that like is basically on hand and mm-hmm. which is terrifying but <laughs> they wow it, it's just such like a the way is drawn especially too. there's so many scenes where i'm like this is they really put a lot of love and effort and detail into this. And it really shows in the fights because it's no one's killed each other yet. Like, well, Captain Comet got killed, but yes, the Justice League is like trying really hard not to basically like put some of these people down and well,
0: all except Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's like, I'm over this. We're yeah. killing.
1: <laughs> yeah. She kills Vaughn Bach, I think is his
0: name. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who like, if you don't know who that is, don't worry. He's literally only in this. And yeah she kills him and then Batman's like, why'd you
4: do that? Huh?
1: And thankfully they have a fight because otherwise they wouldn't have known the, the nukes are coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and the whole thing too is cause you're thinking to yourself, well, Superman could prevent all of this. You're right. He tries to show up before that. Cause when he realizes, cause it turns out, uh, there was a double cross with Luther, but it was Bruce Wayne that did it. Yeah. Cause you're not going to out double cross Batman. Cause he's too flippin paranoid.
1: Right. And- <laughs> the man has no trust in anyone except like maybe like Dick Grayson. I think
0: that's it. Cause, well, cause he even makes the joke or not, the, but the line when Superman's like, well, you know, Dick has joined us and he's like, so we never did see eye to eye. <laughs> and I wasn't exactly a
1: great father to him. We can disagree and still get along. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that basically was his response. I'm like, wow, that's a very
1: adult take. Yeah. <laughs> and, um,
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so he betrays, cause, uh, Batman has a bunch of like second and third generation. So like speedy wonder girl, uh, the, I don't know what her name was, but the child of essentially Nightwing and starfire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't remember. I'm I th- like,
1: yeah, I can't remember.
0: I'm like, you <laughs> Go Nightwing. Yeah. But anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh he betrays him. Because Batman's like, what, you think I was actually gonna work with you? What are you stupid? And, uh, and it's just funny watching how they capture everybody. And um like they <laughs> like uh one of the flashes gives Riddler like a small heart attack and then stops it so he doesn't go anywhere. Wonder Woman gets captured by Wonder Girl and everything else. Mm-hmm. But that's when, because he found out the reason why he used John, because John was like doing a mind scan of people. And from that mind scan, that's when he discovered that is Captain Marvel. Yeah. And that's when Batman goes, What did Luther do to you? And he
1: just showed me the truth. It's just like a bunch of YouTube conspiracy theory videos. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and but like, he's the whole time like trying to, like, he's freaking out because Luther's been telling him superheroes are bad. And this whole like double cross in his mind is showing that he's correct. Mm-hmm. And and the whole time Batman's like, listen to me. And he even like when he puts him on the ground, he's like, hi, Billy. It's been a while. And um, <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> like, and, he's all, and he's trying to do the whole like snap out of this. Cause that's when he realized like the one person that could go toe to toe with Superman is Captain Marvel. Yeah. And
1: it, I mean, it's the closest you're going to get for. A lot of the main like Justice League members,
0: yeah. And uh, so he's like Billy. He was inside your head. You can fight it. And there's that sad moment where like he's trying to run away, hits that vat that has a bunch of worms in it, and he just flips out so hard he just finally, for the first time in probably ten years, screams Shazam! Yeah, and then flies off. And Batman's like, "This just got really bad." <laughs> Oops. It's like the and, Price is uh,
2: Right
1: theme.
0: Yep. Like, womp, womp, <laughs> <wanna."> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's when he shows up. And he shows up. And it's alluding to all the, like, imagery, like all the uh, biblical-esque uh, lines that's been said throughout this whole comic. When Captain Marvel shows up and a bolt of lightning to stop Superman. Yeah. Because Superman was trying to keep the Prison from being broken open, but then Captain Marvel, with a bolt of lightning, breaks it open,
4: yeah, it's too late. and Superman
0: I know, and that's when he has that moment, and then, oh my gosh, it's a gut punch when Superman's like, I failed. It's like, yeah, you did <laughs> yeah, and uh <laughs> yeah, and they start fighting, and Captain Marvel's not backing down and he starts yelling Shazam, which to hit Superman with the lightning bolt, which honestly, brilliant move. And
1: yeah, I was like, wait, uh, that's smart.
0: <laughs> and it's not like it is hurting Superman, but like it's not like I don't know, it's not like putting him down for the count, but he realizes he's at a stalemate.
1: It's hurting his feelings more than anything else
0: because he's not going to harm Billy. Yeah. Because he knows he's like. Because as far as he he's still a child, he, st- he still sees the kid, even though he's a grown adult now. And, uh, and, uh, as the new, and so they're fighting Batman shows up with a bunch of more heroes and the Batman's in a full on like mech suit, which is pretty cool. Cause it's like, once again, he's a beaten down old man. What's he going to do unless he
1: has help punch Shazam.
0: I know, right? <laughs> But uh just oh, shatter thinking. his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But uh oh well, dude, the fighting is brutal. People are going at each other. Like yeah. and once again the art the, just showing the chaos. And then you see Spectre's eyes has like the skull in them, and he looks at McKay and goes, It's time to punish. And McKay's like, What? 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 <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes, the hour, basically, like, he's like, the hour is nigh. We have to, and as the nukes are coming in, because Batman's trying to talk sense into Wonder Woman, because now she's, a you know, killing.
1: Yeah, And which, to be fair, makes sense within the context of the story.
0: Yes, and that's the thing. That's what I love about this. No one, it's like, no one flies off the hand, like, it's like no one's going way off basis.
4: Yeah.
0: And, uh. When they see the nukes coming, it's almost like they pause time. So early Spectre does. And he looks at McKay and goes, who deserves to be punished? The superhumans? Or like the heroes? Or like all the uh, super, the metahumans? Or the regular people? And McKay's like, what do you mean? He's like, because that nuke will kill every all the heroes if you allow it to drop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Except probably Superman, let's be real. But he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, everyone else, though. But um. Because, or
2: you stop the nuke, their war will literally engulf the
0: world, and almost everybody dies. Okay. Hmm. And McKay's just sitting there, he's like, is there not a plan C? No. And, <laughs> there and
4: there's not. a moment.
0: Yeah, and there's a moment when I feel like this was the justly cartoon when Superman and Shazam fought. Uh, in the cartoon, when Superman like flipped the lightning around to get Billy to go back to being a child, mm-hmm. I feel like they took that from Kingdom Come.
1: I think <laughs> so, so. Superman yeah. does,
0: <laughs> and then he puts his mouth on Captain Mar- puts his hand on Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel's mouth, saying like, "No, no, no, please, just listen to me." And Superman's like about to be like, "I will go sacrifice myself." Because he realized Superman had given up his humanity and was trying to basically be like full, like the whole, like, basically be a god. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that was wrong. But he goes, but you, you have been both human and essentially a god your whole life. You get to choose. Should we suffer or should humanity suffer?
2: God, you're putting in a
0: tough spot here. <laughs> oh, I know, but like. Because like, I can move fast enough to stop those bombs, but you tell me. And uh, Captain Marvel basically is just like, kind of makes it like, you know, go get the bombs. Yeah. And as Superman flies up to go, he screams Shazam, turns into Captain Marvel, grabs his leg, throws him down, and he goes to stop the bombs himself. Which, and, hmm?
1: I love that they have no words in this.
2: Oh, it's perfect.
1: Yeah. It's very... Uh, it's, it's sad. It, it's pretty grim, but... It's also a great way just to have visual storytelling. And just mm-hmm. to really kind of show the impact of the choice that they made.
0: Yeah, because you found out... Um, well, Captain Marvel tried to choose an option C.
2: But... Uh
1: sometimes the only guy A and B my guy.
2: I know.
0: And he stops the bombs from like well I think he does it like where he gives enough time because you find out like between like Green Lantern and Captain and God, Doctor Fate uh
1: <laughs> Captain Fate.
0: <laughs> so sh- between Green Lantern and Doctor Fate like they managed to save a bunch of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's more like you chose like option 2.5. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like
1: the swerve that you weren't expecting.
0: Um, but it's just that, because it shows like the panel, just like the nuke going off. And just Superman alone, surrounded by skeletons.
1: Yeah, oof. That was haunting. I, I did not enjoy that.
0: Yeah, and him just screaming at the heavens. Because he's just oof. heartbroken over what happened.
1: Yeah, no, dude, that, that was such a bummer. That was so... <laughs> Yeah, and... Like, come on, man.
0: I don't, think it's, I don't think he's even aware that, like, some of them, you know, were even
1: saved. Mm-hmm. And... Because so many of them were lost. Yeah, so, but he just...
0: He kind of turns into a little bit of the Injustice Superman for about two minutes. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm going to kill them all. Well, not all humans, but, like, the government he's like, they just did this. Yeah. And he flies over. And of course, and McKay just looked at Spectre going, was this the punishment you want? How is this better? Now we have an angry Superman. Like, how is this better?
1: He's like, and, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> and, uh, of course, and Spectre even tells me, he goes, there's still time to give punishment. And McKay goes, "Let me try something." And uh, Superman is at the Capitol building, and you see him sort of like push on the roof to like make it crumble and crush everybody. Yeah, eyes glowing red. I'm like, "Oh, this is scary. <laughs> this, and, man, this man is pissed." <laughs> <laughs> and McKay just comes out and just like appeals to his humanity, saying like, "Look, we know you're, and especially since McKay saw the whole thing." you got a front row seat to all of it. He's like, we know you're pissed.
2: We understand, but please, this solves nothing. Be basically the leader of hope that, that you are. And he's like the world will follow your lead. You just have to show us. And then he just, you can just tell like, one more time with the artist. just, you can see how tired he is. Yeah. He's just emotionally spent.
0: And then when he sees Batman and Wonder Woman showing up, he's like, you, you see his heart lift up a little bit. He's like, wait, how many people survived? And Batman being Batman, he goes, enough that we still have the same problems we started with.
1: Well, the bad news is, is this actually didn't really help.
0: Yeah, the bad news is this did nothing. The good news is we saved some people.
3: (laughs) That's good, right? (laughs) Right, guys?
0: (laughs) That's when the Superman has the moment where because like we are trying to lead towering over you like gods. We are not. We are just people like you. So we're going to
2: lead with you, not above you. Mm -hmm. Like
0: it and even said like it used to be. And um quick moment and I know it's weird that we gloss over this, but just have to talk about it. Uh, when Superman confronted Magog in Kansas
2: and he found out Magog is just racked with guilt over everything.
1: Uh, that's one of the most interesting parts.
0: Yeah. Because like he tries to blast Superman with a beam, because he's like, "This is your fault." Superman's like, "My fault. I'm not the one who committed overkill on, on a single parasite.
2: It's not like there was an army of them." And, um.
0: Uh, and then he just falls to his knees. He's like, "Throw me in prison. Kill me." He's like, "Just make the voices go away." Oof. And um, because he said he goes. He goes, oh, so you left to, let, to leave guys like me in charge? Look what that got us. And that's when it was kind of hinting at it, and that's what we get to now. That's why bringing it up here actually works. Is that it was the point of don't give up. Even when the world rejects you, you stand firm. Mm-hmm. Because what takes your place might be far worse. Yeah. And that's what my god was trying to get across to Superman. He's like, you should have just kept fighting my guy.
1: Yeah. But that's a lot to ask of someone who's, you know, just basically been through it all.
0: I know. And and it was an unreasonable ask, but also the man's being haunted by like the fact he accidentally killed a million people.
1: Yeah. No, it's, he's, you know, these characters aren't just good, bad. Like they're complicated. And uh, you especially see that with Magog, where you're like, oh, yeah, like he feels guilt too. Like he's not just like, I'm right, you're wrong, you're stupid. Like, because yeah, it's present in his brain, and he constantly feels the guilt and shame over it. Like he's still it's on the course of action that he's trying desperately to make justice, but it it haunts him.
0: Yeah, and he and he very he, he got to learn that the hard lesson of sometimes you can get sometimes the worst thing you can get is exactly what you want.
1: And he did, and, and not in the way he expected to.
0: Yeah, he got what he wanted. Superman left him alone and let him just be the hero on his own terms. And look what happened. And, uh, that's a bummer. Uh, so I, that's why I bring it up now, because that's what Superman realized. He's like, we just need to be the inspiration. And it's going to take time, because like we were saying earlier, you don't just undo 10 years and even a few months. <laughs> you're developing new muscle memory essentially yeah and uh and you found out cuz you found out that like, that's Wonder Woman got uh stripped of her rank and heritage because they deemed her mission a failure
1: which it kind of was yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, I mean, not yeah. her fault entirely like yeah it, it would be unfair to say that so i'm, I'm just making sure
0: <laughs> no i agree no, i agree that's why even but like that's why some people are like really? They blamed all that on you. That's kind of dumb. But, um, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you see her getting reinstated essentially on paradise Island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you see a, a new Oa where Hal Jordan is actually like, now just one of the delegates versus, and that's the difference. It's the ruling with, at your I am subjugating you. Yeah, I am walking through this with you,
1: ruling with, and, not over.
0: Yeah, and of course, and and then you see like Hawkman and others like doing the same, and of course, then Aquaman's just doing his thing down in Atlantis because he's like, "Look, I'm gonna roll over the seas. Y'all can do whatever y'all want on land. I don't care." And <laughs> leave uh, me alone. <laughs> That's what like, I'm an old. Yeah, he's like, I'm an old man. Leave me alone. He's like, but we're fighting on the surface. guys, like, and I'm taking care of the other 70%. Screw off.
1: I've had a and... really long day, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Basically. And you see Superman trying to till up the land in Kansas, which is, I mean, it's a very sweet moment because, you know, it's where he's from. He grew up on a farm. So it's very much a going back to his roots mm-hmm. sort of thing. And he found out like the, uh, the Ray, the hero, the Ray. Uh, was trying like helped minimize a lot of the radiation, mm-hmm. so they could start trying to get the food production back up and running. And uh, and even Batman, you see him mending fences with with Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. which is really sweet because they I mean they are the dynamic duo, so like they got to be on good terms. Come on, and uh, I love when Batman they said like he, don't, he uh, got rid of the black and now wears all white because he turned Wayne Manor into basically a hospital. Mm-hmm. And I love how he had the neck, the neck braces on all the supervillains to make sure they did what he said.
1: Yeah. Which is like, but, yeah, I, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: My favorite, like, every time you walk by Lex Luthor, he goes, Shazam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a real funny guy.
0: <laughs> like, welcome to Bruce Wade's humor. It's brutal. It's hilarious, it's but cold. it's brutal. It's just, just cold blooded. <laughs> but, uh, which I'm so curious. Like, I guess he, I even said like Vandal Savage, like, they were doing so much good healing because Vandal Savage knows a lot of healing techniques. He's been alive for 50,000 years. Yeah.
1: And he's finally doing <laughs> some good. Yay.
0: But, uh, yeah. And even like Ib or Ivan. Mm-hmm. Like they said, like they're trying to undo Ra's Ghoul's like teachings, so he can be a good person.
1: Right. Better said than and done, though. Uh, it's going to take time.
0: Absolutely, and Bruce actually acknowledges that. He's like, "It's not going to be easy, but we're going to do it." And it shows them. I love the scene where they go to the Krypton Cafe, and they, and of course, Superman's uneasy. You mean Wonder Planet Woman's Krypton? Like, yeah, Planet Krypton, and Superman's just uneasy. He's like. He sees the guy like the waiter in the full Superman outfit and he's like and Diana's like, let it go,
1: let it go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because they're in a relationship now.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, and of course Clark's like, does this not bother you? And Wonder Woman's like, this is humans paying tributes to the gods. Uh I was raised in this.
1: Yeah. This is stand- <laughs> this is standard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um of course and then Bruce shows up. And they're like, isn't this weird? Is this is actually really public for us. And they're like, dude, we're so hidden right now amongst all this goofiness. We could fight the Legion of Doom in full costume and no one would blink an eye.
4: Yeah.
0: And uh, I love how Bru- how Bruce handles being amongst all that because the waiter who's dressed as Robin goes, hi, I'm Robin. He's like, I bet you are. And what about <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a little things too, like, to show their personalities. Like one of them gets tea, Clark gets co- uh, gets milk. Bruce is like coffee, and keep it coming.
1: It <laughs> and, bold of you to assume your heart can take that. I know, right?
0: <laughs> but um, Bruce, he doesn't have a mechanical heart at this point. Who knows? But um,
1: yeah. he's just like, hey man, you're gonna die eventually, and he's like, no. man too angry to die local man (laughs) lives forever based (laughs) off anger off
0: of pure anger and paranoia
1: uh just the good stuff just (laughs) but uh
0: they show up and they're basically having their bridge mending moment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and of course they're trying to surprise batman bold of you to try to surprise batman with anything
1: and uh thinking that would go your direction come on
0: but, oh, I love how they do surprise them, but it's not... Because at first, they're like, we have something to tell you, Bruce. And he's like, you're pregnant. How did you... It's like, you're an ageless Amazonian and perfect physique. You don't think I would have noticed when a few things changed?
1: Specifically, he said, he's like, you put on, like, one pound, dude. I noticed. And I was like, well, that's a little cold. it's
0: but- <laughs> also Bruce Wade, so... Subtlety has never been his shtick. Yeah. Um,
1: no, it's in no capacity. But
0: yeah. he, and, of course, and the way they do surprise him mm-hmm. is when Diana goes, we want you to be the godfather. It's like, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. And even Clark's like, hold on, what? And Bruce is like, what, you didn't know? Well, that's pretty normal.
1: <laughs> Sounds about right, and it's like, oof. <laughs> uh
0: and he's like, so what are you going to do? Because so besides the fact that y'all are going to create the single most powerful being to ever exist, why should I be worried? <laughs> and, uh, you're only going to raise him on an island full of like fan- uh, fanatics. Why should the human race like me be worried? <laughs> and that's when they're like, because we want you to help raise him because you can give him the human touch.
1: He's like, oh, that is a surprise. Oh, oh, for when you put it that way.
0: Yeah, because she's like, we know how much you, and of course, Bruce is like, "Uh, have you seen Nightwing? I'm not exactly a father of the year candidate. Like, nope. And they're like, well, (laughs) we didn't say, and they're just like, well, one, they're like, one, Nightwing's amazing. Everyone loves him, so cut yourself some slack. Two, uh, they're just like, look, you've been through a lot, and you can provide the human viewpoint. They're like that neither Diana or Clark has. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you can kind of keep him balanced. And she even jokes with him. And she's like, uh, keep him from being raised by a bunch of fanatics. I can try. That's basically <laughs> what he says. He's like, wow, you're going to trust me with the most powerful human ever can, or most powerful being ever conceived. And you're trusting me with that. Like, wow,
1: <laughs> Actually.
0: <laughs> but, uh, it was a nice little moment where you see McKay with the Spectre
1: ordering food. Oh, yeah. And then the... Well, it was Jim Corrigan, basically. Yeah, because he, yeah. he,
0: he managed to become a human again. hmm Which yeah. was nice.
1: The, the, the Spectre platter, which was just like spinach and cottage cheese, and he's like...
0: <sighs> I know. He's, even McKay's like, hey, man, at least we're paying tribute to you.
1: Yeah, they know who you are. Like, you can't complain too much. And you have Batman looking over, like maybe he knows. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He he probably at least like suspects.
0: Yeah, because I mean, most of the ju- most, especially the the DC Trinity, they all three of them have bumped into Spectre before. Yeah. So like they, so Bruce recognizing him is not far flung. Mm-hmm. So and like I said, it ends there with on a very hopeful note of things are going to uh, improve. And the world is not in a something that awesome. We talked about at length last week off air of like, not all endings have to be. And all the problems were fixed because they weren't. No, it's just, it's on a hopeful note of things are going to improve.
2: And I like that. That's all you can ask for, for the most part.
0: Yeah. And as much as we've covered this, we still didn't get everything there. There's still a ton, so but that's what I love about Kingdom Come. It's like presents to you in a such as you're reading along, and I'm sure, and we all naturally do it. You kind of pick sides, or you think, oh, this person's right or that person's right, and then when you get to the end, you're just like, oh, there's no easy answer to this, is there?
2: And it's like, nope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. There's that's like just the hard harsh reality of life you're never going to have all the answers but what you do in the face of like impending like you know the end of the world will really say a lot about your character and I think that's one of the most interesting aspects of it besides like commentary on like faith too like using a pastor in this was a great example because it's not like it's not trying to preach to you like any kind of realistic religious message but it's very much like you've got to have faith in some capacity because people will look to you when they need guidance the most. And that just, that goes right. for everyone. It's not just one single person. Like if everyone can keep faith, that'll make a huge world of difference. And yeah, it's fascinating kind of seeing this all just sort of play out like this. is Number one, this is such like a beautifully drawn book. It's such like a thoughtful, introspective and like layered story. And it's really special. I don't know if we can see something like this happen again anytime soon just because it's so like it was also like one of the first of its kind so it really kind of set a standard that a lot of people are like striving to which I think is great. But it's hard to replicate that. And yeah. This is this is special. Almost a
0: yeah, almost like a lightning in a bottle sort of thing. Yeah. Cuz I mean even like uh uh plenty of artists have tried to like add on to it and that like not in a, I uh, don't know, riding coattail sort of thing. They just really liked the setting and the story and they wanted to add on to it. Which is, I mean, that's literally what comics does. And uh, and even in, like, they've had varying success. But just, I don't know, there's just When you kind of get the di- lightning in the bottle, kind of like The Dark Knight Returns or, you know, Hush, you kind of get those things where you're just like, you're not going to qu- it's not going to be the same. Yeah. But I'm appreciative of it. I mean, it's why to this day they still sell, I mean, and one day I'm going to get, I keep forgetting to buy one, but I will, i get the kingdom come Superman t-shirt mm-hmm. because, uh, what I love about this is we've talked about in past episodes where it's kind of fashionable now to have the evil Superman, whether it's, you know, Homelander, Ultraman, Omni-Man, whatever. But like this one handles a Superman who very much is trying to make the world better, but making it worse Mm -hmm. because he forsaked his humanity. He forgot like, yeah, he may be an alien, but he was raised a human.
2: Yeah.
4: it's,
1: It's just so it's more, again, like I mentioned earlier, it's layered. There's a lot more to people than we realize and are willing to admit sometimes, especially the people that we look to the most. And I I appreciate how honest this entire story is. It it feels like it's it's not trying to tell you how to feel. It's not condescending. It's not patronizing. It just allows you to kind of determine your own feelings about these characters, especially characters that you've known and loved for so long without being like, I feel like these characters are loved. I don't feel like these characters are hated by the people who are trying to deconstruct them and and that helps yeah that that certainly does (laughs) but (laughs) because
0: yeah I've seen times with deconstruction where it's just like you could tell the person doing this really did not like the original whatever is they're dealing with Mm -hmm. and it shows and it's just not a good time versus this came from a place of love
1: yeah this this is very much a labor of of love and effort and passion and in conclusion I mean you guys know what I'm going to say I can't recommend this enough it's close enough. I, I would say like almost everybody could read this. It's not like super gory or graphic or anything like that. It's not any, in any way kind of in that vein, but it, it does kind of confront you with a lot of themes and questions that you might have that aren't particularly easy to answer. And if you don't want to read something like that, you don't have to, but this is something that I think if you're really up for it, Absolutely read this. And I know people who don't normally read many comics who know Kingdom Come. And they're like, yeah, that's that's good stuff. And if you have a a knowledge of comics, it's even more rewarding because, you know, all these characters. But there's a lot to really glean from this and a lot of really wonderful, cool stuff. So, Caleb, is there anything that you would like to add?
0: I mean, if nothing else, like just read it. So like when you see all the references that Warner Brothers or like the comics nowadays continue to make to this series mm-hmm. and just like that universe in general, because when you look up the wiki page, like Kingdom Come is now basically known as like Earth 22. Yeah. So. It's kind of the way they, they canonized it in a way. And. There's a reason why, like, when they did Crisis on Infinite Earths with the Flash and Arrow, that, like, Brandon Ruth showed up as Kingdom Come Superman.
1: Which, that was cool.
0: Yeah, and as soon as, as, soon as he, like, landed and everyone saw that emblem, everyone just went, uh-oh. <laughs>
1: uh, Understandably, a little hesitant, a little afraid. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, because you're sitting there going, which part of the story are you from? Are you from the end when you... I've had the big like lesson or is this like in the middle of kingdom come where you're still very determined. <laughs> and
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's hard to tell, but seeing them there, I was like, Oh my gosh, I know you. <laughs> I <laughs> and know
0: it's who awesome, you are. Yeah. And it's just like, it, like I said, just re- if nothing else for that, because it's literally what they've all alluded to. Heck, even kind of like, uh, as I alluded to, like with Batman beyond when Batman beyond would, run into uh Superman of the future. The emblem he uses is similar. It's not the same as this, but it's very similar.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause it's a show like aging and all of that for him. And so it's, and if you like stories like this, like I said layered, cause like Austin said, if it's not for you, that's fine. Not every comic book story is going to be something you want, but give it a shot. Because it's one of the most influential comics of the last, you know, c- couple of decades. So, uh, I, said, I can't recommend it enough. And heck with a lot of the, who knows what's happening when it comes to live action stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Kingdom Come Superman show up in more live action things, or if nothing else, they finally animated this comic, which they should have done years, years ago. ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> long, long so, time ago. <laughs>
0: But when they do, you can read the comic. So, you know, like I said, as I said, can't recommend it enough.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great. And thank you guys again for joining us on this. If you're new to Kingdom Come, check it out. We love it. If you already love it, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk about it. It's one of our favorite comic stories ever. Guys, mm-hmm. we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Overcast. We are on Breaker. We're on your web browser. We're everywhere. You can't hide from us. We love doing this. Keep showing your support. Keep listening and keep being awesome. Uh, we really appreciate having you guys as audience members and people who join us on this journey. So keep up being amazing. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. I'm Austin Cook.
0: And I'm Caleb McLemore.
4: We are the Internet World Order, and we will see you guys soon.
2: See you guys.